And here we go. This is Simple Joe's Music Lab. And so let's look under the microscope and inspect the details of this record. So this is going to be a new series that I'm going to do. And I'm going to just pick whatever album that I feel is necessary to talk about. And this one is pretty legendary. It's up there. It's one of the best ones that you can find when you're looking for glam metal per se, the 80s variety. It is Diarrhea of a Madman by Ozzy Osbourne. He is deemed the Prince of Darkness. Born December 3rd, 1948. He is the best age that you can be, and that is 69, of course. Born in England. And so let's get right into it. We're going to dive right in. So like I said before, it, it I am going to go through pretty much. So the layout here is going to be that I'm going to talk about each song. I'm going to kind of do an unboxing of sorts and then take what is maybe written on the uh, album inside the sleeve and what is maybe written on the back and just kind of give you an overall uh, picture of kind of what it is and what's inside and what you're going to be expecting if you ever do purchase this album, which I highly, highly recommend. If you have some spare time, go to your record store. There's one here in town. If you're in the Metro Detroit area, check out Hot Hits. It is probably one of the best uh, album stores, uh, vinyl, you can find cassettes, you can find CDs, you can find old school t-shirts in which I have right now. I am not rocking it right now, but I got it right on the side of the, on the couch here and it is an ACDC one that, uh, yeah, it, it looks pretty, pretty cool. So without further ado, this is going to be the dissection the um i'm gonna go through each track i'm gonna go through each song everything that i know about this album you are going to know so when you're done listening to this you will have a whole new idea and whole new facts and all new things that you will add to your repertoire if you are a enthusiast such as myself so this album was released in November 7th, 1981. Yes. Almost, what is that? Almost 40 years ago to the day. That is a long time ago. It is probably the beginning of hair metal. And that is one thing that I don't really like when people say that it's glam metal, that it's hair metal, that they're, you know... They dressed up and they were kind of overzealous and all the looks of the whole thing. But you know what? They created some great songs, some great albums, some iconic tunes. It was a time that only lasted a certain number of years. And bam, once Smells Like Teen Spirit and Nirvana came through and that whole grunge era rolled through. It was done with that. But... They, there are way, way too many good hits on this album to let it just slip by. So just looking over my notes right now. 
And so the the band members that were on here, so it was Ozzy Osbourne, obviously, for vocals, Randy Rhodes for guitar, and which was originally in Quiet Riot. I don't know if you knew that. So now here is kind of the um, the thing that's disputed now, and there was a kind of a um, a lawsuit involved. But I bought the remake version. So for all of these, I'm gonna like I said before, I'm gonna look over each album, and I'm going to physically purchase each album as well, and then obviously open it up and look inside and tell you what's in it but inside this it tells you that the four members of the band are Ozzy Osbourne, Randy Rhodes, uh, Robert Trillo, uh, the bass player for Metallica and Mike Borden the drummer best known for Faith No More. The original two the bass player and the drummer were uh, I can't think of their names now, but they were in a lawsuit. So then the reissue, the recopy that I have in front of me right now is, is the one with uh, Robert Trillo and uh, Mike Borden. But those two were not the original members that recorded this album. Still one of the, I think, probably the best four of Ozzy Osbourne's group. But, I mean, obviously, that's another uh, discussion altogether. This was the second solo album that Ozzy did, in which he turned that into a nine-album run thereafter. Some say he's the creator of metal. Some say he should be dead. I just say he can rock.
All right, guys, so now I'm going to take you inside of the pamphlet, and this is where he talks about how fast he had to do this album, which is kind of remarkable. He had to be flown to England, and then he did the album, and then he had to be flown back to to continue on in that tour. Uh, Ozzy is quoted as saying, I think every day I was pissed and stoned. Uh, then he talks about... Um, uh, the pain of the rabies shot. So this is right around the time when he uh, he first bit the head or the body of a dove, and then after that he bit the body or the head of a bat, and then after that he had he proceeded to have to get rabies shots in order to nullify anything that might uh you know uh, there's a toxin that they emit and. It's probably not too good for you. I think it's almost fatal if you don't get the shot. So he had to endure tons of pain in order to nullify what he stupidly had to do because he was crazy and the album is called Diarrhea of a Madman. So yes, he was He was absolutely insane. Uh, he then was caught in Texas and there was an Alamo monument that he decided to piss on he didn't really realize that he was pissing on a national monument up until the police were behind him and then he was uh, arrested and took away to jail so it sounds about right this sounds like the typical Aussie trend um let's see so then the right around this time i believe it's 81 late 81 either that or early 82 where ozzy was napping in the tour bus and randy and uh the driver of the bus decided to get into a little plane because there was a landing strip right near where the bus was. He, uh, Ozzy was in the back sleeping. He heard a ruckus. He heard something bang. And then it was Randy who ended up passing away because of that plane crash. So that is the inside of the pamphlet. It's, a, it's very extensive when you go and open it. So there's there's the pamphlet, and on the inside, I'll just go through this with you as if I were to open it up myself. So I'll try to be as descriptive as I can be. So when you first look at this, it's almost as if the letters are written in blood because there's a red and then the uh, yellow outside that says Diarrhea of a Madman. In the top corner, it says Ozzy Osbourne. On the front, it's Ozzy in sort of a medieval, uh, bloody uh, look um, dressed to him. Uh, there is an upside-down cross in the background and a little girl in the corner with uh, her hand over her mouth, as if to say, "Don't you know? Don't say anything, or else you know bad things might happen." I guess. As I turn the page, I look on the inside and you can see another picture of Ozzy, but this is him uh, up on stage and looks like he is rocking out. His hair is all over the place. He looks pretty angry. 
as I look in the inside, I see that there's a written description of the times and the placement or how Ozzy and the band went through the recording. Um, one of my favorites is on the description, and that's Rudy Sarzo. Shout out Rudy Sarzo. That guy will continue to perform until he is dead. A hundred percent believe that. And the in then I turn the page again and I see the rest of the layout of the description, more words, and then you know the the synopsis and the summary of that description I just gave you. And the inside uh, of that you see Ozzy and Randy. On stage, Randy is on top of Ozzy's shoulders, and Ozzy has a fist up and seems like he's having a great time. The uh, lyric, or the song, Over the Mountain, then Flying High, then You Can't Kill Rock and Roll, then Believer, then Little Dolls, turning the page, then Tonight, then Sato or S-A-T-O. Then the last song on the album is Diarrhea of a Madman. So that's the list. There's eight songs to this album. And on the last page, it has all the other albums that you might be interested in. Because this is also, you know, this is a a reissue, so they're going to have a lot more different albums on there and then on the back of it you have Ozzy with his arms up and again with the upside down cross behind him in front of him is a man that's leaning over and sitting on a chair that looks like he is no longer with us and passed away with blood all over his forearm holding a another arm or something else very very odd very wicked very metal, very satanic type of pictures on here. All right, and the first song is Over the Mountain. Right from the beginning, you get an explosion of high-paced drums, and the solo is unreal. The uh, I, I would say that the lyrics kind of allude to astral projection, Uh, That might be where they're coming from, that the spirit travels outside you to wherever you want. Uh, Unlike the high-paced craziness of this song, which is sort of a ballad, it's a radio hit, it's one of his best songs. And you just hear this explosion of drums and guitar and solo and him singing. I mean, it's just a great collaboration of everything involved. So unlike all that high-paced, high-energy type of stuff, you get a very in-depth, sort of uh, deep meaning to the lyrics. The second song is Flying High again, and this more than likely is just about his avid uh, drug use and what his persona was to be. As I explained before, he bit the body of a bat he bit the body of a dove he then had to get rabies shots so this guy is definitely out there high pace loud again 
great solo again by Randy doesn't disappoint. Uh, so there's some kind of cool lyrics in this. And so this is what I have written. So what if I like to get high and what if I like to feel good? You can't see what I see. So here I invite you to come with me on this journey. And then maybe, maybe, maybe you'll, you'll enjoy this moment like myself. And he's talking about, you know, getting high on stage, getting high off stage, having a great time with everyone and wanting you to come with him. But you, because you're you, will never see that at which he sees. The third track, You Can't Kill Rock and Roll. Uh, the beginning starts with uh, acoustic. And then, uh, so it's slow, it's slow at the beginning, and then it's it starts and it just absolutely kicks your ass in the middle. And uh, then it goes through, and so what I have here is, so my basic outlook on this song, I think maybe he's he's alluding to the fact that maybe Rock is dead, that uh, people think that it's not going anywhere, but he's not going anywhere, so it's not going to die. And you can't kill it. Don't be a don't don't be a fool in thinking that you could kill it, because it's much bigger than your stupid opinions. It's much bigger than what you think about it. It's moving parts. It's an energy. It's uh, it's live on stage. You see it. You hear all these fans and every everyone in unison talking and looking and and feeling the energy vibrating throughout a stadium that's sold out. I mean, you just you can't kill something like that. The uh the one last thing that I would like to say about this song is that really do if you haven't yet, really pay attention to the bass in the song because it's sort of an open you there's uh, there's not as much of a strumming, there's not as much of your your classic guitar sound you're gonna hear more notes of the bass so really do if you haven't already listen to it again and just focus on the bass and you will hear it just takes over at one point it just you can hear it it's evident it's right there right in front of you and the re-recording i don't know if it's a re-recording or if it's just that uh the 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 song gives you an opportunity to hear the bass. The next song is Believer. Uh, bass, bass, bass to start this song, which is unlike a lot of different songs in the 80s. It was either uh, Crazy Synth to start, like um, you had in Van Halen songs, and then you had uh, Loud Guitar with uh, Motley Crue and all that. So in the 80s, it was really... It wasn't as it wasn't as looked after. It, it wasn't as common. I can't talk today. As common to hear uh, the bass to start the song, especially in '81. So we have. Let's see. I'm just going to read you what I wrote. Lyrically, this had notes of the believer of faith that the people who believe in religion. They don't have a belief in themselves. Ooh, oh. 
which at that time was blasphemous. Par for the reason many kids around America could not bring this album into their parents' home. That was a big thing back in the 80s that this album and maybe the previous one was you should not have brought it into the house because it was Satan worshiper. It was it was not good to have this album because it was talking about subjects that parents didn't want their kids to be influenced by. Ozzy, once again, you little shit, you are you are taking over and infiltrating little people's minds. You you little jerk. What are you doing? But hey, it was iconic. It was the time and I think he mastered that that infection which was Ozzy. The next song is Little Dolls. Could mean uh that um uh, that we are as a human race unable to leave earth and ultimately die, then turn to drugs to cope with this realization. Now that's a big pill to swallow. No one really wants to think that one day all of us, yes, we will, all of us will die. We will be in the ground. We will be six feet under. No one really wants to think about that. Everyone is distracted with life. Everyone's distracted with your pursuit, your passions, your uh, your loves, your hates, all that stuff is just in the way of something that will inevitably happen. And when you can't do that, you dull your senses and you indulge in alcohol or other stronger drugs. If the thought of dying, the thought of not being here on this earth is too strong, you use those items as the suppressant uh then we have tonight slower song with hints of piano uh the bass stands out and you are able to hear it very well another song that you could hear very well uh it's like i said before with you can't kill rock and roll uh this one also kind of doesn't end it just fades on into uh, nothing. It just fades, and that's the end of the song. And you're like, "Well, what happened? Does he keep playing? Does it keep going? Well, what's going on here?" So it kind of leaves you uh, open-handed, open-ended to your interpretation of however it ended. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it just keeps going. Maybe it's like the vibrations that I'm talking right now. Did you know every vibration that you say on Earth will continue on forever? It won't ever end. It will leave the atmosphere. It'll leave into dark matter. It'll leave. It'll hit moon. It'll hit the, It'll hit Mars. It'll hit Jupiter. It'll go on and on and on and on. It won't end. So, yeah, that's tonight. I, I really did like that song. A lot of these songs, you know, I never really gave a chance. I mean, I've heard them once or twice, but I never dissected them. I never looked at them. So hopefully this gives you a new opportunity to do so. As we roll on, we have one more. We have two more songs. Sorry, two more songs. Um, am I getting to be like the uh, like the like the people you know you see live? One more song. One more song. One more song. One more song. You know they always want the uh, the encore. But ladies and gentlemen, once you see that dark light, once you see all the lights turn off. And you see everyone leave and go to stage left. 
that means that the that the band has done. That means that the concert is over. Yes, you have to go back to your sorry life. Yes, you have to go back to your stupid car that's rusted out that maybe won't get you back home. So yes, the concert has ended. But I'm not. So Sato, S-A-T-O. There's controversy with this title. No one really knows what it what it stands for, but there's two natures of thought. It's either Sail Around the Ocean or it's Sharon Arden Themel Osborne. Uh, the solo seems to just go on forever. It's nice and slow. You can kind of um, digest it. You can kind of uh, listen to it more than just a fast-paced Randy Rhodes sweeping craziness. Um, so yeah, the controversy still kind of goes on today. Um, it's kind of a basic song of, you know, take the risk, you know, go on the boat and you will reap the reward. Very common theme in all of nature and all of the world. The last song to this album. Yes. One more song. Okay, so we have, uh, it's slow to start, uh, but then it abruptly picks you up and throws you right into the midst of everything. Uh, it This is another example of Ozzy's internal drug struggle. Uh, might be uh, getting the best of him, he doesn't know, uh, in which he thinks uh, he has enemies, but the enemy lies within the mirror within himself that he can't. Look away. He can't deny that person, which is in the mirror, which he tries to disguise, tries to distract himself from everything with doing drugs, with uh, drinking, with all that other stuff. He tries to not look at himself. He tries not to be himself. He tries to be above himself. But at the end, he has to be himself. It's truly a fascinating song and a fascinating, great way to end that album, which is, I think, one of the best. And like I said before, and I'll reiterate this, and I don't care, listen to it all the way through, from track one all the way down to Diary of a Madman. In conclusion, great album. One uh, one that in every way matches the title. So much throughout this one, Ozzy seems to be very open about what was happening back in uh, t- uh, back then, and touches on satanic vibes and the cover image make for one of the best made in metal history. You've heard it here. Yes, it is one of the best in metal history. Without Ozzy, where would metal be? Where would rock be? And I got one answer for you. It would be nowhere without Ozzy. He's one of the pivotal uh, people. It's him, and I'd say right next to him is probably Lemmy Kilmeister of of Motorhead. R.I.P. Lemmy, we all miss you. So that was that. That was my conclusion. That was every song. We did it, guys. We went through the whole album, what it looks like, what it feels like, what it would be to actually own a copy of this masterpiece, which is Ozzy Osbourne, Diarrhea of a Madman. Thank you, everyone, and continue to do what you do 
on a daily basis. Share with friends. Share with everyone you know. And that's it. We did it, guys. Have a great day. Have a great week. And I will see you on the next one. Yes.